This is Unsocial Spectators with Clay Harrison and Mark Ramsey. And uh, you can find us at unsocialspectators.com and also at unspectators on Twitter. All right. Welcome, everyone, to episode 14. Hey, now. We're almost to episode 15. (laughs) Hey, and we had back-to-back episodes this time, so we're doing good. Yeah, it was good. Uh, So, have you had anything going on this week? No, not really. Um, I mean, for my other show, we did a big Batman episode, so I pulled out all my Batman books. and Oh. uh, Yeah, I went through that and stuff. Uh, but that's fun, you know, like you're just going through and debating the stuff you love and mm-hmm. why it's good. So just me and Daniel just sat this morning ranking Batman books we owned. And, uh, I love going through that stuff and then finding stuff that you haven't read. Yeah. I'm going to see the new movie on Tuesday. So that'll oh, be good. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah, I just went on Twitter and saw uh, uh, someone I follow went to go see it in a theater yesterday and then had to be evacuated because there was gunfire. In the theater? No, in the mall that he Oh, was oh, oh, yeah. Jesus. That's yeah, kind of like, scary. Shit. It's Aurora all over again. Yeah, yeah, that's scary. Um, yeah. What do you got going on? Oh, nothing really. I'm going to see the Batman, and uh, I do have a story. Yeah? This week. What's the story? Uh, So, in uh, uh, when I was 21, me and my girlfriend, we went to Europe for the summer. Wow. And... uh, uh, you know, we would go, uh, take a trip to Germany and the way back we would stop in Amsterdam. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, uh, then we go, and then we go back to my, uh, uncle's house in Denmark and wash her clothes. And, <laughs> you know, then we would go to... We went to France and did the, you know, on the way back, we'd go to Amsterdam. And uh, then we were going to Italy. So we went to Amsterdam first. And uh, then we got on the train and went to Italy. But we had brought some, you know, some thing with us, you know. Recreational thing? Yes, yes. And uh, so everything's fine. We're on the train and uh, we would uh, get trains so we could sleep on the train at night, you know, and then be wherever in the morning so we didn't have to pay for a hotel. It was cheaper. Because yeah. we had a Ural pass, so we could, for two months, we could use a train, you know? So we used it as a hotel. And uh, so we get into Italy, and all of a sudden, 
we hear these uh, cops and drug dogs on the train. Oh, shit, shit. And I'm like, um, I'm going to the bathroom. So I grab my bag with my, you know, special recreations and go into the bathroom and I'm able to get it out the window. I just drop it out the window, you know? Yeah. And, uh. Uh, so then, uh, all of a sudden, uh, uh, I get back into the room and, uh, uh, we, uh, uh, you know, they knock on the door, we open it up and the dogs are barking. And, uh, so then they have me take the bag that I threw the stuff out from and put it on the ground. They're sniffing around and going crazy, but it's empty. Thank goodness. You know? Yeah. So I got out of that one. Uh, I, you know, those, uh, that's scary, man. I'd, I'd never want to fuck with international police like that. Yeah. That was, a, that was a bit scary, you know? Um, uh, have you ever uh, been in that kind of situation? Yeah. Um, a buddy of mine, uh, Rich and I, when we were in high school, would go drink a lot. So we would try to find places that would sell us beer down in downtown Dallas. And so mm-hmm. most of the time you could go to East Dallas and find a place that would cut you a deal. Yeah. You know, or, or somebody who would go in and buy it for you. And so we're down on East Carroll, down in East Dallas, uh, forget what car we're in and we asked this guy hey would you buy us a case of beer and he's like sure so we handed the money and and he goes into the store and at that moment we see the i look in the rearview mirror and cops are turning the corner and i'm just like you know we i i look like a high school kid my buddy rich he's a little bit smaller than me he looks like a high school kid so Uh we both just like lay down in the car you know like like we're gonna hide from the cops and the the, the spotlight or the flashlights just hitting him in the passenger seat. And they're like, get out of the car, get out of the car. And we're like, Oh fuck, you know? And they think we're buying drugs. So they're yelling at like, are you down here buying pot? Are you down here buying drugs? We're like, no, 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 no. We're just, we just came down here. Uh, we were looking for a friend, you know, we we're just making up any kind of story to, cause we think that, that we can get out of it. And so they're two lady cops. Uh-huh. and they put us against the car and frisk us. And my buddy Rich is wearing like these big baggy sweats. They grab him by the front of the sweats and pull them and shine a flashlight down his pants. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, they were looking for drugs. And we're just like, at this point, Rich just goes, we were just headed down. We were headed down to West End. We were just looking for my mom, and we were just trying to get there. And we got lost, and we don't know where we are. We just we really needed some help. And I'm like, yes, that. <laughs> I just wrote, I rode on the, <laughs> the coattails of that. And they're like, you're far away from West End. And they tell us how to get out of there. Um, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> I forgot. The first time we tell them the story, they just tell us to leave. And we do a block and come back. Uh-huh. And and they caught us again. And that's when they janked uh, us out of the car. And oh, Yeah, because they thought for sure we were... So we lost 20 bucks. And back then, like, I think we were both working for like three bucks an hour at, you know, delivering pizza and shit. Uh-huh. That was a lot of money. 
And so, uh, yeah, the cops just ran us off of East Carroll after frisking us and patting us down. And they were lady cops and scared the fuck out of us. Uh, Jesus. Uh, one time uh, I was in uh, uh, South Padre. And a uh, cop busted wow. me smoking weed in my car, and he uh, he, uh, he found uh, the pipe, you know, because I had it in my hand. So, <laughs> and then he's looking for other drugs, and I had tossed a huge bag of mm. uh, pot underneath the car. The the what is it? Uh, the floor mat, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was quick thinking. He never found it, you know, so. Really? Oh, no. Yeah, I'd hate to lose a whole bag of weed like that. I didn't lose it because I I still had it. That's what I thought. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, in there. First, when you said I threw it, I was like, oh, shit, he threw out a whole bag of weed. No, I I threw out a bag of weed in the train. Train, yeah. Uh, But uh, I threw it under the... The car mat, and he didn't see it. Thank goodness, because there was a lot in there. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I had to uh, spend the night in jail, which was the drunk tank, because it was spring break. You know, nothing but you know, it was packed. You yeah. couldn't sleep. You're just like, Jesus Christ, you know. Uh, in this drunk tank, but they they uh, gave us a Whataburger for breakfast. Yeah, holy shit. Yeah, it was a pretty good deal. Hey, uh, man, I, I hadn't had Whataburger Whataburger breakfast in a while. Yeah, but a friend of mine he uh, he bailed me out in the morning, and I just got you know deferred adjudication, so I'm not gonna go back to South Padre. I don't think you know. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like... Uh, I, I think we're also over the age limit to go there. Yeah, well, yeah, they'd go... They'd uh, spot me immediately and think I'm a, a pervert or something, you know? <laughs> but, yeah, so that was my my stories of uh, being uh, scared by the cops, you know? Yeah, the, the only other time was when I skipped school in middle school. And because my mom worked for the yeah. police department, yeah, you, yeah, you told me that they the, took me, they took me to to to, to her office, which is uh, worse than jail. Oh yeah, sounds like it. Uh, so uh, this week we watched uh, uh, films from 1969. Yeah, uh, what'd you watch? I heard it wasn't the best. So at first I was like going through the movies. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And then Shelby tweeted, Clay's looking for a movie from 1969 when they're and and when he should just be picking out these, uh, uh, witchcraft movies that were real popular at the time. And I was uh-huh. like, Oh shit. So we found one and it was just weird. Cause it was like about witches, but the main bad guy was like a dude. He was dressed like in classic Frankenstein, like, he had like two bath mats held together with a shoulder pad, shoulder pads. What yeah, the hell? It was like, yeah, it was weird because he so so in the beginning you see these women who are 
captured, strung up, and then blooded, you know, gutted like deer. But you don't really see it. They just insinuate that they're gutted. Yeah. And so, and so the best part is the people, this, this triggers a professor to come down there with some college students who are touched or sensitive to the paranormal so that they can come down there and look for it. But the guy that's the professor is Alvy Moore. Do you know that name? Um, I recognize it, but I can't uh, place it. He was a regular on Green Acres. Oh, was it the the the, the tall guy? No, no, no. The guy with his sister. Remember, um, um, what did he play on? Uh, Green Acres, Jesus Christ. Uh, Hank Kimball. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the professor, and he brings down some college-age students to help look for these, what he thinks is a witch, and so they start talking about witchcraft. It's so funny because there's, like, these two old dudes and then these, like, college girls (laughs) that just wear, like, skimpy clothes. And the best gag, though, is they do the... You know how in Austin Powers they would always do like the strategically placed cup and strategically placed uh, furniture for yeah. people who were nude. Yeah, they do this throughout the whole movie because they're constantly like nude women and stuff. They they cover up and uh, they use mud and different things. But the whole plot is just terrible. Yeah, it's it. I you know it's weird because like when I looked it up and started researching on, it, I thought I'd find a fun story and it was just like. No, most of the cast is dead. <laughs> it's just really weird. They go out into the woods. This guy kind of takes the other women. I got bored and didn't care a lot. <laughs> yeah. I just thought it was funny the guy from Green Acres was in it because he's so cemented as that character. I don't see him as anyone else. Right, right. But but in this movie, he's a college professor who is constantly drugging his students like, he's like, well, I gave him this so that it'd help him sleep, and I gave him a little extra, and I gave him this. Like, he's just drugging them left and right. It's so weird. He's like Bill Cosby. Yeah. <laughs> he's practicing the Bill Cosby treatment. Wow, that does sound a little weird. Plus, it had three different titles. So, like, if you look it up, oh, it, yeah. it was released. It, yeah, it was released here, and then it got re-released with different footage here. And then there's footage with nudity, without nudity. It's just all over the place. Uh, so I watched The Wild Bunch. Uh, Classic Sam Peckinpah. Yeah. The best Peckinpah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, it was a pretty good, uh, great cast. Um, you know, pretty, uh, uh, lots of g- violence that I love. You know, oh, yeah. uh, everybody dies at the end, you know, it's just really good stuff. And I love Westerns. I had never seen it before, you know. Wow. Yeah. Really? That was like I, one of my first Westerns. And yeah. I was like, God damn. Yeah, I had always wanted to see it, but I had never uh, had the chance to see it. But I, I loved it. It was great. And... Uh, you know, I, I like uh, the spaghetti westerns probably a little bit better, but this was a very good western. So, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I recommend it to anybody. It's a pretty good flick. Uh, 
Now, I saw a, mo- a movie at the theater. What's that? Because I don't go there anymore. Studi- <laughs> Studio 666. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. It's the Foo Fighters horror movie. I love it. Uh, I thought I would uh, love it too, but I mean, okay, they're not actors. Right. It was obvious they weren't actors. Was it fun though? It was fun. I mean, I was the only one there. I don't think, (laughs) I think it bombed, you know. Uh, I doubt it's still there, you know. Nobody went to go see it. Uh, it had... well, I, what I sorry, I'd just seen the interview on Hot Ones where they were they had rented this house they thought was haunted, and then while they were making the album, they thought we should make a movie too. And I thought, well, that's awesome. Yeah, I have. I'm not sure exa- exactly what the reason was, but I do know. Uh, uh, you know, there were funny parts, and there were inside uh, band jokes. You know, stuff like that. I enjoyed, and there's a part where, okay, this is a spoiler. Okay. Uh, there's a part where uh, uh, Dave is trying to uh, make a song, but he's dreaming, and he's playing uh, the Lionel Richie song "Hello" on the piano. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Lionel Richie shows up, and <laughs> and he starts saying, "Get your own fucking song. That's my song." And I'm just like, this is the best, you know? (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that scary, you know? And like I said, the the acting wasn't good, but it was funny in parts. I I expected it to be campy and fun. Oh, yeah. I'm not expecting anything other than to laugh a few times and hear some Foo Fighters music. No, I enjoyed it. You know, I didn't have a bad time, but there's a scene with Jeff Garland. He plays their manager and him and Dave Grohl are fighting each other by kicking each other in the balls over and over again. Like one kicks one in the balls and the other person kicks the other one in the balls. I mean, it's, you know, it's fun. And then there's another part where uh, (laughs) this uh, delivery driver gets killed and uh, he uh, leaves ranch on the ground. And Dave picks it up and, and looks at the camera, you know, the breaking the fourth wall. You can never have enough ranch, you know. I mean, you know, pretty pretty funny shit. But if you expect it to be uh, a really good horror movie, I mean, some of the uh, chainsaw right in the half uh, cuts the couple right in half. You know, everybody dies. You know, it's pretty fun. Uh uh, t- I expect it to be like a high-level monkeys episode. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Taylor Hopkins gets his head cut off when Dave throws a symbol at him. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Band uh, warfare. Yeah, yeah. And they're uh, talking behind each other's back and all that stuff. But, yeah. Fun movie. Don't spend any money on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, if it's on the streaming service, check it out. If no one's around, you know, or if you maybe, you know, maybe you smoke something or something like that. But (laughs) Who would do that, man? uh, I have no idea. Well, I watched a a couple of shows that are weirdly connected on Peacock. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, well, on, I'm sorry, Hulu and Peacock. So on Hulu, I watched The Dropout, mm. which is about the Theranos, uh, Elizabeth Holmes. And um, it was originally supposed to be played by Kate McKinnon. Uh-huh. But but she left to go play Carol Baskins in Carol versus Joe on yeah. Peacock, which I watched and absolutely fucking loved. Yeah, like, I, I it, heard that was a good... It I, it tells like their whole story. So like there, you see the backstory of of Joe Exotic trying, you know, like he he's pretending to be straight and growing up in Texas, and and so he ends up in Florida. Yeah, he ends up in Florida with uh, after he was in a car crash, and he meets uh, some gay dudes who are just happy as could be, and and they know he's gay, but he hasn't like come out yet, and he still has a girlfriend. So it's neat seeing this kind of backstory of like him not being or, or him kind of becoming Joe Exotic, uh-huh. you know, like being this kind of sheltered Texas kid who didn't know he was gay to becoming like this rhinestone cowboy who does magic shows and raises tigers. So it's neat that it gives more, you know, their backstory, even though. Like I've listened to the podcast and seen the shows, so it's like both on the Theranos, both and on Joe versus Carol. Um, they're both interesting, but Kyle McLaughlin plays Carol Baskin's husband, and he's so goddamn good at it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the guy he's playing, and he's just kind of a meek house, or I would say house husband, but he's he's like a, an accountant and he's excited about it. Like, you know, he's just kind of a dull guy, but he, you know, they, they match together and, uh, you know, it's even interesting to watch them when they have conflict, when, she, when he has to ask her about what happened to her second husband. Yeah. When he just went missing and stuff. So she nails, like, I love her in that role and I'm glad she didn't play Elizabeth in the Theranos film. I'm, I'm trying to remember the girl that's playing uh, playing her in uh, the dropout. Hold on, let me look this up. I hate uh, Amanda Seyfried. Oh yeah, yeah, and she's really good because they actually take her all the way back to high school, and she's you can watch her. They dress her like she's in high school. She carries herself. Uh, I mean, she has to kind of evolve to this deep-throated, you know, wannabe Steve Jobs person that stole, you know, millions of dollars. And she fucking nails it, man. Like, she's so good at this role. And then, like, we've only watched so many episodes, but we're up to the point where she's experimenting with her deep voice, you know, to kind of seem 
authoritative, yeah. you know, in her job. But uh, I recommend both shows, man. I mean, it's weird because the Kate McKinnon one, you want to watch her and laugh, but it's it's very serious and she does a standout job. And, uh, you know, I just don't see her in the Theranos role at all as Elizabeth. And I don't see anyone uh, but Amanda Seyfried playing that role because she's so good at it. And she can play it at different ages. Yeah, it's interesting. I was uh, I worked for a biotech company for a few years. Oh, yeah, and and uh, uh, they did some shady shit, you know. Uh, uh, all of them do. They fudge numbers, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah, and she did a lot of that in here. And, and so it, they kind of face with the scientist having to deal with her wanting to test uh, the project on cancer patients. And uh, she just doesn't have any connection to people. Like she doesn't understand, like what people feel. She has zero empathy. She's yeah. very weird. In uh, that. A socio, a sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to see her just like. But they try to play her as a person, but she just like going into these cancer patients and treating them, knowing that the machine doesn't work. Like drives the the engineer like to quit. Like he just yeah. can't take what they're going through and she just keeps pushing for more money and holding on to the job. It's just, it, I mean, she is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, and Henry Kissinger was on the board yeah, of the company. Yeah. Uh, they really took advantage of people. They didn't know, you know, it's a Silicon Valley company, but it's biotech. And they're taking advantage of people that should know better, you know? Well, that's the thing, though, is she found every kind of way around it. So, mm -hmm. like, up to the point we've watched, you know, a, a great supporting cast. Like, one of the investors is Michael Ironside. He plays, like, this big Texas guy. Right. And even his son comes in and says, like, Dad, what she's doing, there's no... She doesn't have contracts signed. She doesn't have the money she's talking about. And so he basically fires his own son from this place because he's so invested in her. And the last episode we watched, he showed up to confront her in the office. I mean, this really gets down to a lot of the detail stuff. And after watching the legit podcast and stuff that had all the facts, and I know they're playing with the facts in shows like this. Sure. It's still entertaining, but it's still presenting the facts and uh, it's worth watching. I really hmm. enjoy it. Yeah, I'm going to check that that out. Sounds good. Uh, uh, Naveen Andrews from Lost plays her boyfriend or the guy, Sonny. The, yeah. And I didn't realize he had met her when she was like 18 or 19. She had done some sort of student program in, um, oh shit, where'd they go? She was she was learning Mandarin there. And so she meets this old dude who's like in the dorms and they start like hanging out because she's real awkward and doesn't get along with people. And she just it's weird because in China she, or I think they're in China. She doesn't get along with anyone. But when she moves back to the States, she's like a normal person. Like that's the one hmm. weird transition I didn't get. Like it, I, I didn't get what made her so normal here because she didn't seem like she had a whole lot of friends and, and beforehand. But uh, yeah, she's a crazy bitch. 
I mean, she <laughs> manipulated. She manipulates everyone in the show, and I know that that the court case. She she tried to blame it on the guy Sonny. Yeah, because she said she said you know oh, well he was manipulating me, but she manipulates the whole way through. Like she even kind of brings him on as the COO of the company when she's getting fired. Like they 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 found out everything, and she's like, look, I'm bringing in another twenty million, but this guy has to be CEO or COO, and he's only coming on board if I stay CEO. And so dude drops 20 million or he he negotiates with her about how much money he's going to drop into the whole business it's really good it's hmm. just weird seeing these people who are in business together who have relationships together and they're just conning each other yeah that's cool i'm gonna check that out um uh last night i watched uh, the eternals uh, the new marvel movie yeah i'm sorry not the best. No, it's a weird concept that they tried to adapt, and I think they did an okay job, but it's like when you present people as gods or godlike, and then you give them human problems like deafness and, and all this other thing, why? I just didn't get it. It's not the same as the comic. Yeah. But I wasn't a fan of the comic. The comic was on another level. Uh yeah. But I enjoyed it for what it was. Uh, you think that they're going to have a part two? I just can't even imagine that. No, no. Unless, unless, <laughs> unless, I mean, because think about, I mean, that was a two and a half hour movie with big stars. I know that Angelina Jolie check had to be huge. And I would think they would have signed him to a three picture deal. But that movie, I don't see kids going, oh, I want to see what Angelina Jolie's doing no, and how she's coping with aging. Yeah. You know, uh, just, yeah. I mean, it, it's neat in the concept, but I just don't want to watch that for two and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, I had a hard time finishing it. I was like, Oh, it's still going. You know, we stopped it twice. It took us, it took us three <laughs> tries to get through it. Yeah, I, it wasn't the best, but, you know, whatever. It's worth it. You never know. It could get better later, you know. The thing the thing that's neat about that is you learn about the Celestials. Mm -hmm. It's kind of referenced in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy where you see a Celestial's head. Are these super gods that are, you know, the, this concept that Jack Kirby had brought in to the Marvel Universe and draws incredibly. Like if you look at the difference between the Eternals on screen and like their spaceship versus a Jack Kirby piece where it's just, it's like color and tubes. And he has these certain designs he would always put into it that you could see. You could actually see some of that kind of design work in Ragnarok. They used a, a lot of Jack Kirby uh, type designs in there. But Eternals is just such a, Snorkfest. Yeah, I don't. I don't it, read them in the comics at all. It was just boring, you know. Um. Uh. So for uh, Gen X movies, uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of Kyle McLaughlin, uh, oh, yes, I saw Blue Velvet. So good. Great, so good. great film. 
That is one I had a friend introduce me to. I had not seen any David Lynch, and that was the first one. Oh, we your from, first one. Yeah. Yeah, we went from Blue Velvet to Crazy at Heart. Hmm. I went from Eraserhead. Oh, shit. Uh, to Dune, uh, to Blue Velvet, uh, you know, and then uh, Wild at Heart, and then I think I saw uh, Lost Highway. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't get Lost Highway, and I don't get uh, fuck. What was the last one? Mulholland Drive. I love Mulholland Drive. That's great. I try to watch those, and I just, I don't know, it doesn't vibe with me. Yeah, uh, a lot of people have trouble with those two. But Eraserhead, I love that fleck, man. So weird. I don't know if that's my level of weird. Oh, that's my level weird, yeah. (laughs) First time I saw it, I dropped a couple hits of acid. Oh, shit, uh, and really? went to a repertory theater and saw it. And I'm in there, I'm, I'm tripping balls watching this thing. Like, I, <laughs> is this really happening? I'm looking around the theater and uh, you could tell I wasn't the only one tripping balls in yeah. that movie, you know? People went prepared. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. (laughs) Uh, So this week I have uh, watched uh, all the Spider-Man flicks, you know, the Tobey Maguire and the Andrew Garfield ones. And I've never seen any of them. So, yeah, I enjoy myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What do you you like about Tobey versus uh, Maguire? I mean, Toby versus uh, Andrew Garfield. Um, they were the same, uh, you know. But I, th- I did like uh, Toby. Uh, didn't have he shot webs naturally, you know. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I enjoyed Garfield because he looked like the Steve Ditko version of Peter Parker in the comics. Yeah. See, I didn't have the reference, uh, but, uh, I, I did enjoy, uh, 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 Emma Stone, you know? Yeah. I thought she, uh, she was great. You know, uh, I enjoyed Sally Field. Yeah, Sally Field was good. I also liked uh, William Defoe is really good. I mean, come yeah. on. It's William awesome. fucking Defoe, you know? Did you watch him on Saturday Night Live a few weeks ago? Oh, no. No, I need to go back and check it out. He The best sketch he does is uh, there is a Beauty and the Beast sketch where he plays the father and Beauty is with Beast, and she says, hey, I'd like to see my dad before we get married and all this stuff. And so he pulls out the magic mirror, and we watch her father be alone and the things he does alone. And it's and it's full throttle, man. Like, he's just so good in that role, spanking himself and doing weird shit. Holy shit, it's so good. I mean, how good is Defoe in Boondock Saints? I say Boondock Saints. I say, um, 
Oh shit, Crazy at Heart. Yeah. Crazy at Heart is the you're you're so terrified of him because of the way he carries himself, but when he gets up close and you see the teeth and the look, like that whole scene with Laura Dern in the hotel room where they're so close and I mean that's stuck in my head. That's so ugh. Yeah, he's he's great. Uh, I just uh, ripped uh, Last Temptation of Christ uh, from the library. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I have never seen that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a Scorsese movie, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, I guess it it's just be religious good. material. I kind of just like, eh. Oh, well, I mean... I'm in the middle of watching Constantine, you know. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't believe uh, demons exist, but it's a fun watch, you know. So. Oh yeah, I I do love him as Constantine, which is weird because you know again from my comics background, Constantine was based on the idea of like Sting. Yeah. Like that was kind of the original look and uh then when keanu reeves does constantine everyone kind of goes oh well wait a minute this guy's pretty good and and really enjoyed constantine and since then this guy matt ryan's been playing him both in a series on cw as constantine then he uh i I think he's done the voice in the animated movies recently and he was on there for a couple of seasons of legion of uh, legends of tomorrow Mm mm-hmm Constantine's a great character. Yeah, I'm enjoying I've never seen it before, so I am enjoying it, you know. Who else is in that? Rachel Weiss and who plays yeah. the Who plays the Angel? Um what's her name? Uh Oh my god. Uh she's in uh Doctor Strange. Yeah. Tilda Swinson. Yeah, Tilda Swinson. She's good as an angel, too. She's good in everything. Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinson is just like someone who shows up on screen, and it takes you a while to figure out who she is because she's been in character like three hours before that scene was shot. And yeah. She's just in the background blending in. Yeah, she she's one of my favorite actresses uh, now these days, you know. So, uh, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to see. Have you been reading anything? Uh, no, but I have a book on hold. It's yeah. the new Bob Odenkirk book. Oh, really? You know? I didn't know he had one. Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it's come out yet, but uh, but I heard an interview with him on Stern, so I'm looking forward to getting that at the library, you know? Uh, so I've, uh, again, that, but I haven't been reading much of anything. I've been watching movie after movie, like four a day. Yeah, uh, I wa- I watch four movies on the weekends for each, uh, you know, on, uh, Saturday four, maybe, uh, Sunday I watch three cause I'm doing the podcast, you know? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I get through a bunch of them. And what are you rewatching? I mean, I know you watch a lot of new stuff and you're going to the library, but like I do a lot of repeat stuff. Uh, yesterday I watched, uh, Dazed and Confused. Now that is Gen X of all Gen X films. Uh, yeah. And, uh, Demolition Man. 
Oh, shit. What was Wesley Snipes' character's name? Phoenix? Uh, Simon Phoenix. Simon Phoenix. Fuck. Yeah. What's the third claim shell for? Uh, what's the <laughs> first one for? <laughs> Uh, best Sandra Bullock movie? Uh, or Gravity? Gravity. Uh, by herself. She was good in Speed, I thought. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you gotta have, if you don't have her and Keanu in that, you don't believe that movie. Yeah, yeah, I thought she, well, Dennis Hopper, pretty good as well, you know, but I thought she was good in Speed. And, uh, uh, what was the other movie? Uh, oh, terrible. The Nut. The Net. Oh. Oh, The Net. Yes. That was with uh, Dennis Miller from what? the 90s. You know, she turned down The Matrix to make that. Uh, oh, that might have been a bad idea. <laughs> Can you, but, but like, I didn't know. I had read somewhere that Sandra Bullock was offered the role of Neo. A Neo? Really? Yeah. In, in the Matrix. Like, it was Will Smith. He was like the first one, and he turned that down to do Wild Wild West. And Sandra Bullock turned Whoa, it down. Whoa, that was a mistake as well, you know? <laughs> yeah. And now, oh, fuck this. I, one of my favorite books is I Am Legend. Uh-huh. Richard Matheson, who is a writer for uh, Twilight Zone, he wrote, like, if there's a Twilight Zone episode that sticks out in your head, he probably wrote it. Uh, there's been three adaptations of I Am Legend. Uh, I, the, I, I uh, thought there was four. There's the Vincent Price. Yeah. There's the Omega Man, and then there's the Will Smith version. Um... Maybe I'm wrong. I thought there was a fourth one. Well, there's about to be because oh, now God. they're doing a sequel to I Am Legend, which is like the point of the book is about being the last man of humanity and what you are to the next generation, which is going to be these vampire things. And that movie ends with hope, which is not what the book's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, same, I the best adaptation to me has been the Vincent Price version. Yeah, I agree. But the, but the fact that you're going to come back to a movie that's real—I mean, they did this a long time ago—and make a sequel to it that's supposed to have just ended. I just it kind of bothers me. Like Will Smith just doesn't know what kind of movies to make lately. He just makes shit. Uh, I watched a film the other day. It was called uh, The World, The Flesh, and The Devil. And it has Harry Belafonte in it. And he's a... He thinks he's the last man on the world, you know. And then he finds this uh, woman. And then they find a man, you know, and they're living in New York. It's pretty good. If you enjoy that, you know, s- story, you might, yeah. know, might like it. So, yeah. Well, that sounds similar to The Last Woman on Earth by Roger Corman. Oh, and it's yeah. A, <laughs> yeah, where it's, it's, it's just two white dudes and, and a woman who's left 
on earth and that's it it's like you know the two dudes are and dealing with the one woman and uh i mean it's great roger corman uh-huh. but but everything is so perfect in the world everything's still there there's no like bodies anywhere it's yeah like, it, it was bottom it, but budget it uh, was the same thing with this harry belfonte movie uh Apparently, there was a nuclear. They didn't. Even, they said nuclear poisoning. Uh, yeah, you know everyone's disappeared, and, and you know it didn't make sense. But it was cheaper, uh, you know, than having a bunch of zombies or something. Well, that's like. Uh, oh shoot! I hate that I'm drawing a blank on this movie. The movie, fuck. I even have it. Um, what's the movie with the cheerleader shooting the Uzi? Uh, you got me. Hold on. I can't believe I can't. Uh, I'm putting on my watch list. <laughs> cheerleader with Uzi. Okay. Damn it. I never heard of that. I, I hate that I cannot think of some movie. I'm I'm gonna look this up until I can. Oh, fucking making me crazy. Um, cheerleader with the newsy. Huh. It's about a comet. What the fuck? I hate that I'm oh, on my mind right now. Oh, Night of the Comet. Night of the Comet. That's it. I'm sitting yeah. here looking at Comet going. I love that film. Yeah. I it's a great movie. I fucking, uh, oh, I hate that I couldn't think of it. Uh, yeah, I love those like last person on earth type of films. And that one's probably one of my favorites because it's like they go shopping, they shoot stuff. But like a lot of that film, you see just nothing. Like there are long shots of streets and roads in LA that are empty. And they said that they were able to get those shots at like, uh, five 30 to seven 30 in the morning on Sundays that yeah. nobody is out in LA downtown that they could just shoot. And it looks yeah. Like. That was lucky of them because they couldn't do that now. Probably. No, no. Most of your isolation movies are just like, you know, someone's holed up in their house or something forever. Um, I liked, uh, the Quiet Earth. Have you ever seen that? No. The Quiet Earth is an Australian film from the 70s, and it's a man who wakes up alone, and everyone on Earth is gone. But Earth is fine, like everything. And so he just starts to drive around and look and live until he starts to crack, and you start to see him. Like he, he gets cardboard cutouts to put up you know, in the same, yeah, because he just needs something there and he needs to interact. But then um, a woman shows up huh. all of a sudden. And then a ma another man shows up and you start to find out how people are coming into this world and uh, what's going on. And then it builds to another event in the book or in the book. It, it was a book, but it builds to another event at the end that kind of lets you understand how they got there. Oh, that's weird. It has one of, uh, I don't know, one of the weirdest endings that I love. 
So another, you know, uh, last people on earth type of story. Like I, I, I think I told you that uh, Z for Zachariah you watched. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah, I that. Yeah. That was yeah, good. Same thing as that. Uh, so I saw, uh, the Omen uh, from 76. I never seen, I never seen it before. I had seen clips, but I never seen it before. I really enjoyed it. Uh, the Omen and the Exorcist, probably the best two 70s horror movies and aliens, of course, or Halloween, yeah. or Carrie, you know. Uh, Ooh, Carrie is so good. Yeah, but uh, I enjoyed uh, both of them. Oh, and Dawn of the Dead, you know. I mean, you can't live with that, uh, leave that out. Yeah. But yeah, The Omen was really good. I need to see two and three now, you know. <laughs> I, I don't think I've seen the sequels. I remember seeing the original, but it's like like I see clips in my head. I see like the like the person going, "We're doing it for you, Damien," and jumping yeah. and hanging themselves and uh, all yeah. Screaming. Uh, see, I think I never saw the film, but I have seen clips from so many horror documentaries. You know that that yeah. I think that's where I've seen it. Uh, you know, I thought I saw it, and I watched it. I'm like, I've never seen this. You know. Yeah, as a kid growing up, man, like I would just turn cable on and it could be in the middle of something. So I could, I probably have seen the ending of yeah. a bunch of films, but never seen the beginning. Yeah, I agree. And the Omen is one of them. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember, uh, uh, you know, Nine in the Comet was on HBO constantly. You know, that was. Uh, pretty that, good. That's what I loved was those that repeated like that. That that's why I think I love like a film like that that is not highly regarded uh, or I, I mean it's seen as a B movie, but it's still around. It's still uh, you know like I think it's stood the test of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty good flick, you know. And it, the 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 main thing I focus on the cheerleader in an Uzi costume is apparently that image helped inspire Joss Whedon to create Buffy. Oh, really? Huh. That's yeah. funny. Um. Uh. So I I watched uh, House of Gucci. Uh. Kind How of was it? Kind of a weird Ridley Scott film, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, but. Pretty Adam Driver seems to be good in everything. So how was he? He was great. Uh, Lady Gaga was amazing, really and Jared Leto. Oh my God! Is he good? Very good in this film. Well, then why the fuck can he not do a superhero movie? <laughs> I mean, I loved his. Uh, what was the Dallas movie? Dallas Buyers Guide. Yeah. He, he slays in that. I mean, that's probably his best role. Yeah. Like he goes and does does a Joker where he gets all method and he's just <laughs> shit. And now he has this Morbius movie coming out that I just don't have high hopes for. Yeah, I've seen the trailers and I'm like, eh. And the trailer tells the whole movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I was kind of like next, you know. Yeah, but if you say Jared Leto's greatness, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely he is. curious. He's hilarious. I, Just, I, I gotta see it then. Yeah, uh, I recommend it. You probably get it uh, at the library or something like that. Oh yeah. So I saw Cruella. Emma Stone again. Really enjoyed it. I mean, really? she yeah, she did a good job. I thought. I just didn't think this was something like in my wheelhouse that I would want to watch. But yeah, if you're saying it's good, and... yeah, uh, it's not something in my wheelhouse. I'm like, oh, you know, hundred and one Dalmatians. It can't Disney it can't possibly be good. Really good film, you know. Okay, cool. Yeah, it was interesting to see when uh, it got released. It 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 did like a bigger debut on Disney Plus. Yeah, be- and after yeah, I think it, because it was in the middle of the pandemic, you know. So yeah, it, but the interesting part was that when they uh, released it that Emma Stone didn't say anything until after they released Black Widow and Scarlett Johansson sued Disney because she was apparently due uh, some perks based on how it did in the theater. And so was Emma Stone. And so they, they kind of grouped together to go after Disney, but she got a sequel out of the deal. So I'm sure she got paid very well. Yeah, it was really, really good. And Emma Thompson is fantastic as always you I, know I, I love her every christmas you know i know people shit on love actually seeing rickman break her heart every christmas is kind of a tradition now <laughs> I, I hate to say it but seeing her cry while Joni mitchell plays is now a christmas tradition how funny uh, now, uh, the movie that I've seen lately, I thought was the best, best film I've seen in a little while. All right. I'm ready. Titan. Huh? Good Lord. Titan. Titan is so good. It's a French film. It came out last year. Fucking awesome. It's by the same director. She directed, uh, what was a film? Uh, oh, it's on Hulu. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can see it on Hulu. I totally recommend this movie, man. She fucks a car. What? Hey, what? <laughs> she fucks a car. Make it model, uh, please. Uh, gets her pregnant. Uh, fucking oh, she did Raw. Yeah, yeah, Raw. Raw is awesome. Yeah, Ta- it is. That's uh, a fucking good film. Titan is great. You have to see it. Uh, do you have okay. Hulu? Yeah, it's on Hulu and I have Hulu. So. Yeah, see it, man. You won't be disappointed. Uh, it's really cool, man. It's a it horror film. Horror film? No, I don't. I did. I watched it with uh, uh, subtitles. Okay. But maybe you can watch a dub. But you know, I don't like doing that. I like subtitles. Yeah, it gives it a different feel. But sometimes uh, I like the dubbed because I'm doing something else and I have the film on. So. You no, know, I agree. It's just me, you know. So. 
it, it, it's from me avoiding having to stop and read and just enjoy the story, but maybe not the acting as much. Yeah, I like uh, the the actor, you know, using their voice and emoting, and it's hard to do when you dub it sometimes, you know. Yeah. But check it the fuck out, man. Really, really good. Titan. She fucks a car. <laughs> I mean, is that the first time she's done this? <laughs> she fucks a car. Well, she's a serial murderer who fucks a car. All right, I'm in. And then she uh, wraps herself, you know, changes her hair color, wraps herself, her tits up so they think she's a man and fools this uh, guy to think uh, she's his son. And weird as fuck weird as fuck movie man <laughs> but real i really enjoy yeah i dig the hell out of that film you might right. think i'm nuts but hey i'm gonna go watch a girl have sex with a car yeah it and was maybe watch this movie <laughs> yeah yeah it, i mean uh she has sex with the car in the first uh, half an hour or so don't oh, have to watch that <laughs> <laughs> can you can you find out where the scene is from Mr. Skin or Click and Clack? <laughs> the car the car podcast guy. Yeah, uh I think are both of them dead now? I'm not sure, but Oh, uh, really? I don't know. I thought I know one of them's dead. Oh, okay. I think they just replay it, you know, all the uh, old episodes, you know. Well, the one thing that uh, I had actually bought this before I uh, lost my job and got poor uh, was I did the Kickstarter for Mr. Stein's Theater for their Gizmoplex. Mm -hmm. I had done their Kickstarter, you know, since they had been doing this uh, for Netflix and everything since. But I had bought into like the subscription service for this new app. And so they went live on Friday did a live uh, screening and post show to kind of talk about the app. It's probably the most basic and simple app I've ever seen. You know, it doesn't have a whole lot to offer. It is basically the movies that they've done. And then when you buy a bundle, you can go to your profile and it shows you the movies you own. So it's, it's not the best interface in that if I go to a movie that's in my bundle, it doesn't say that I own it. I have to go to the bundle to see that I own that film. Huh. So, yeah, it's, yeah, so that, that kind of sucks instead of, like, it should just say, like, you own these films. But they put them in bundles that you have to go to your profile to find to just watch them. That sucks. Yeah, I, I can still feel that it's really early and they're still trying to develop it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? All the money's going to them, uh, and it's fun. Like, I love, like, I've always said that I love live tweeting with, like, Joe Bob on Fridays when he does his drive-in theater specials. He did uh, a Valentine's Day one. He does holiday ones every year on there. And that's what makes me want to subscribe to something is the participation 
you know, and still see great films, films I won't get anywhere else. Right. Uh, and so they're doing, uh, they still do riffs, but then they also have like next, the next big thing is listed as a tribute to Manos, The Hands of Fate, which is one of my favorite Mystery Science Theater films. Right. Oh, well, that's cool. Uh, no, I have uh, AMC Plus. Maybe the worst streaming app ever made. Uh, pretty, pretty bad. Really? Real buggy. I think maybe HBO Max is the shittiest app I have. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. it freezes in the first five minutes twice when you watch anything. Really? So if you watch, yeah, like I watched Joe Para, and his episodes are like 11 minutes long. It will just freeze twice, like when you first start watching it on a scene, and then it'll keep going, but it does it on everything. It's constant. Like, I used to think Hulu was the worst one. Hulu has improved their app 100%. Yeah. Uh, HBO's just as laggy and shit for me. Now, the good part about AMC Plus is that you can watch uh, Shudder. AMC all live, you know. Oh, cool! So, like, if you want to watch Joe Bob, you can watch it on there. And uh, they had uh, for Black Friday, uh, two dollars a month for a year, you Holy know. Shit, that's yeah, awesome. uh, they have some films, not a lot, yeah, but they have uh. Uh, they do a great job at Halloween on getting uh, Halloween films, though, because yeah. they always run that Fear Fest marathon. Mm-hmm. So they they do get a lot of quality stuff. Uh, yeah, but uh, they don't have all the shorter films. But uh, they have uh, uh, Godfather of Harlem, which is really good. You know, oh, yeah, and. Uh, you know, it's not bad, but the app really sucks, you know. Uh, the the actual app doesn't work. Uh, so I have to watch it on uh, a Roku. It works yeah. on Roku, but it's constantly not working on uh, my Android, so. Oh, shit, that sucks. Yeah, it does kind of suck. And I'm on the AMC Plus uh, uh, Reddit, and everybody is complaining about the app. So it's not just me, you know. Uh, the iPhone app sucks, too. So, Well, uh, hey, for two bucks a month, though. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't bad. Uh, I got Hulu for a buck a year, a buck a month. Holy shit! How? Yeah, uh, f- uh, Black Friday. Uh, it's oh. not, it's uh, uh, the one with commercials. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. a buck a month, uh, twelve bucks for the whole year. Not bad, you know. Uh, but uh, we got. Uh, uh, 1970 coming up. Uh, uh, what you yeah. got? What are you gonna see? I don't know because I started browsing through them and I was like very interested in doing like another Planet of the Apes because Beneath the Planet of the Apes came out. Do whatever you. I'm gonna do Mash. 
Oh shit, yeah, MASH is good. Fuck. I've seen MASH. Mm-hmm. I need to do something. Oh man. There's I don't a... know. I may have to sit on it. Okay. Well, you don't have to make up your mind now. But I think we're done. I have to pee, everyone. Well, we know what that means. Uh, Yeah, so we will see everybody next time on the show. And uh, uh, don't take any wooden nickels. (laughs) Tell me where you found a wooden nickel. Yeah, and don't spend money on Studio 666. (laughs) 